0: Hello and welcome to the six ways from Sunday podcast. Today, I am so excited to finally be sitting down uh, over zoom actually, but uh, having a a conversation with my friend, Mandy. We we've we've been trying to do this for a really long time. Mandy, thank you so much for agreeing to come on the (laughs) podcast, making the time, figuring out the technology and getting your audio to work on zoom and welcome to six ways from sunday
1: thanks yeah no we have been trying and do you know what we only live an hour away but we tend to not run into each other too and like, much and, and basha
0: is like practically your like uh, <laughs> a home for you right like still but yeah do we don't see what? each other I, often. I,
1: yeah my parents still live there but oh i don't i don't make it there quite as often as i would like um, and
0: and the same for me in Daysland, like maybe passing through on my way somewhere else once in a while, but I still haven't gotten in to see your shop. So part of why I wanted to invite you on the podcast is to talk about your story of opening up your, well, your flower business and then the Rusty Daisy gift company. So we're going to dive into your story um, around all of that, but then a prompt for, for me to bug you about it again was well first, I read this great article uh, that you wrote. That was a submission to I think it was Vision Credit Union did like a story on you. And you know sometimes when you have those moments where you have a memory of something that you think like just happened, and in, in your head it just happened. So for me, uh, I still feel like oh yeah, I just read that about Mandy and and reached out to her online, asked her to come on the podcast. I went back and looked at our conversation. That was three years ago. <laughs> can you believe that
1: (laughs) that that was before the pandemic like that
0: was a a moment for me where I'm like holy smokes time is going by way too fast so we have finally made it happen here we are
1: it was just kind of out of our brains too and then I think it struck a chord something I posted again and then you're like yes we need to do this and I was like yeah it didn't feel like that long ago Ben
0: yeah and we're on the same page then and yes yes, that your Facebook post where um, you talked about uh, you, you mentioned some things about faith and about church, and th- that got me thinking about this as well. So, um, this podcast is not about church. It is about faith. It's it's about human, real human stories of spirituality and what fills people spiritually. And your article that you wrote for the credit union about your business and taking this, they they, they described. I'm sure these were your words, but they described it as Mandy took a leap of faith. So. I want to talk about both parts of that, the the leap or like the risk that you took and what this new venture was all about at the time, and then also the faith element of that. So first, for people who don't know your story, which will be most of our listeners, um, tell us what you, what was this leap of faith that you took um, 9, 10, 11, so years ago now?
1: Yeah, it was in 2012, actually. Okay, so, 10 years ago. yeah. Yeah. So even if we dial it back um, to to how I first got it all started and why I chose Daysland. Um, so I traveled solo in Australia for a year, and when I came back, I found a lovely farmer to to get in a relationship with. And uh, you know, I was just trying to think, like, what can I do in Daysland for work. And I, I don't know, I I could have worked at the bank, the post office and everything. And then I, I was so proud. I bought myself a new to me Jeep. So I'm cruising in my new Jeep and I look to my right and I see the flower shop is for sale. And just all of a sudden I was like, I could do that. I want to do that. <laughs> And then thinking, um, oh, man, how, how do I go about this? Oh, my God, my parents are going to make fun of me. Like, you don't know anything about flowers or business. And I just had kind of mentioned it to Colin. And, and he was just kind of like, I think you should. And so I went and looked at it. And then I called my dad. And my dad's a carpenter. And so Stan, the man from Basha. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and he drove today's line. He's like, it is a perfect building, Mandy. So it was, um, 500 square feet. So really t- tiny.
0: Yeah. Small space.
1: Price, right. But the price was right for something that I could afford and do. And I find that in small towns that, you know, our overhead is still overhead, but the you know, I actually own that building. I'm not renting, I'm not leasing. So yeah, to to own a building and a business um, was at, at, at 27 was probably unimaginable to do in the city. And at that time, I lived in Edmonton. Okay, so 10 years ago, yeah, I took the leap of faith and and just jumped headfirst into business and flowers and had no idea what I was doing. But with trial and error, like huge trial and error for sure. a long time. Mistakes
0: yeah. are the, the best way to learn, right?
1: Absolutely. And so then, yeah, that's how I got started in it. Um, and then, and then
0: you the, want are, yeah, so let's go right into this next piece of it that you took another, yeah. probably even in some ways, bigger leap of faith. By expanding, um, and your story that you wrote talks about that. So let's, yeah, maybe just share that.
1: So yeah, I I ran the business in the small store. I'll call it the small store (laughs) uh, for eight years, and then when COVID happened, um, I yeah I decided to take another leap of faith. But um, our neighbors were my neighbors, which was home hardware. They, uh, unfortunately decided to, to sell and they tried to sell for, I think, two years and they just decided to close down and retire. It was nothing to do with the town or, you know, making money in a small town. It was just, it was, they were tired and they wanted to retire. So I thought everyone would be mad at me to to buy it and not turn it into a home hardware or a hardware store in a small town, which is always needed. But they kind of just give me, you know, the boost of confidence that I should maybe think about doing it. And then I couldn't get it off my brain. And I thought, <laughs> and I thought some more. And, and at that time, my parents were in the middle of, um, buying my grandma's farm so they're like well we can't really help you you know renovate and everything so um a few people helped me and stepped up and it was amazing like it went so much better than what I could have imagined I had a carpenter step up and ask what he could do to help and some good friends of mine decided to help me paint and uh, put, do electrical and just set everything up and and wow. move and yeah, it was amazing. It was crazy. And I made one phone call to my girlfriend Shirley, who at the time I didn't really know, but knew she moved to Daysland and she was um, setting up a a business of wellness. So she decided to um, rent my small store from me. Perfect. Which has now been two years. Yeah. And she's super successful and thriving also in a small town. Like it's amazing because we have our core people, right? The people that want to see us thrive and not lose us.
0: Yeah. Because it it matters to them, not just because they want to maybe, you know, be able to buy things from you and be your customers, but they want to see their community doing well. They want to see their main street vibrant. They want to see young people um, owning buildings in the community and doing things with them that are productive and good for just good for everybody, right?
1: It's so easy for small towns to diminish, and you know, like the if you leave a building empty for ten years, it takes a lot of capital and hard work to get it back into order and running business, you know. And I see that with Basha also, that people are buying these buildings and you know doing their leap of faith too. Yeah. And, you know, putting their hard hard work into these buildings. And now date or Basha Main Street has never looked so good. It's amazing. Like I drive down there and I'm I'm so proud. Like, I, I just have such a weird, small town, um, I passion because I, I drive around small towns too. And I'm like, Oh, there's so much potential here. <laughs> and, you know, they just, they kind of stop in time sometimes and it's, it's tragic. So I want to keep on for sure going and help, Wherever I can,
0: yeah. Well, it sounds like you've made a huge yeah. impact uh, in your own community. Like, just to give people a sense of how small Basha and Daysland are, like we're talking about communities where, like, the downtown core part of the community is literally sometimes one block, like one. It's like we have. It's pretty similar, I think, between our communities. Basha's Main Street is essentially like from our home hardware down to like the BDSS and what used to be Gollies. Like it's, it's like a block Mm to two two sides of one block of main street from the post office and the fire hall that like maybe it's two blocks, I guess really encompasses the whole thing. So one thriving business in that two, two blocks or of that's of that main street makes a huge difference to the momentum, good or bad. Like if that, you know, one new business starts to really thrive and attract people to to come there. Or if, you know, something goes under or closes or is looking derelict, like that can really sway the momentum the other way in a big way, in, a, in a, like in a, in a short amount of time, it can have a big impact on the community. How big is Daysland? Is it kind of, that's pretty similar. Hey, for, for your community. It is for sure. Yeah. But
1: going back to what you just said, um, Me being neighbors with home hardware, I I was worried that if someone just bought the building Mm -hmm. and, you know, turned it into a junkyard or something, they were going to be my neighbors forever. And there was no (laughs) turning back at that point. Nothing you could do. No, I did ask a a lady in like staff who I, I really look up to and I asked her, should I do this? like am i crazy she's like you will never get this opportunity again and so yeah i got the building inspected and appraised and it's history from there but yeah if you're right the momentum could have went completely south mm-hmm. or i yeah uh, so now i own one of the biggest buildings on main street the biggest and the smallest it's so funny <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, like I decorate it and I've, I've painted and it, it does look so cute that even I've noticed with my business that because it's more uh, eye catching, I'm so much more busy. And like people from out of town instantly stop there where at the small store, you know, it, it's just kind of hidden by the big store. they're side by side
0: so it was easier to uh, to not notice it if if you're going
1: exactly yeah especially home hardware so I tried to make it super eye-catching the small one but now it's like this one's like really in your face
0: yeah so So, I so what how long was it how long ago was it that you took this second leap of faith and moved into home hardware that was like 2019 2020
1: Pretty much two years to the day,
0: actually, okay.
1: today. Yeah, like we opened the 17th of November. I don't even know what day it is today, it's Ben. It's
0: the 17th of November today. That's crazy. <laughs> happy two-year Yay, anniversary, happy Mandy. Anniversary. Yay. So you <laughs> move in exactly two years ago. Yay. What was, take us back there. Like, what did it feel like? What did it look like? What did you do moving from this little tiny 500-square-foot space into the hardware store?
1: So. Right when I opened, um, we were thrown into Christmas season. So it was absolute chaos, and everyone was shopping local because of the pandemic. No one went south. No one went to the city. It was crazy, but it was amazing. So for me to have that Christmas as a starting point for my new business, like pretty much slingshotted me into the next two years, It has changed so much. Um, We just kind of had to move in quick because I had Shirley moving into my other building. And we had to also fast and fill this now 2,500 square foot building from 500 to 2,500. And I had staff. So I was now a boss to three ladies. And in a new business, being a landlord, I, it was a lot, but I did it. And I think I slept all of January.
0: I bet. (laughs) And you're also a mom. Like, um, your son Holt is, was how old at the time? Two years ago?
1: Uh, so he's five now. So he would have been three. Oh
0: my goodness.
1: And unfortunately, yeah. And unfortunately I was going through a divorce too. So there was a lot on my plate. And, uh, do you know what? I just. I'm still figuring out certain parts of everything and and that's okay. You, you Trial and error, learn as you go. Um, but my store now looks, I, I don't like to brag, but I am proud of it. But people come from the city and they're like, oh man, we love this so much because it is still a small town feel, but also kind of like city vibe.
0: Which, so so it's obviously a lot more than flowers now. What what was the yeah? So (laughs) what did you try? What did you fill the space with?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, let's get into that. Hey, um, okay, so before in my small store it was mainly cooler and flowers and a bit of giftware. Now I would say that I reversed that, and did. 90% giftware and like 10% flowers because I had to fill the floor space. Mm -hmm. So I just do the flowers in the back and it still takes up a lot of my time, um, especially over Christmas, you know, with the Grinch trees and I host classes now too. Cool. Um, yeah. So the nurses and the bank ladies, they come and do their Christmas parties with me in the dental office and the rest is yeah um giftware so i do purses candles oh god you name it i try and carry a bit of everything uh lots of jewelry um plants there i don't know there's lots you'll yeah, have to like check home, me out on home instagram decor if type stuff yeah. and like yeah, yeah yes. so whoever's listening yeah it's the rusty daisy gift company and I'm on Instagram and Facebook. I don't have a website, but um i I can't <laughs> I can't get on the the buy online thing. I want to stick to brick and mortar. I love people coming in and having an experience
0: mm. and meeting just- people. hey, like yeah you, you're you're obviously a very social person and you enjoy connecting with people. What's it like for you when you hear the door open? I don't know if you have a little bell or something, but you greet someone and you see that oh this there's clearly someone that I've never met here someone from out of town what's that experience like for you
1: well totally they're they're coming in and seeing the store for the first time and so I usually ask them where they're from and their plans and what they're doing in daysland because I mean daysland it intersects with 855 and highway 13 but like you said you never make it out this way so it it's I've tried to make it into a destination store where people actually want to come for a drive. So Mm. there is a lot to offer in Flagstaff. So I've, I've teamed up with the Flagstaff County and uh, sorry, I have a frog in my throat and uh, Flagstaff Crafted where they um, help support small business. And we're, we're trying to make it more of a, Destination county, actually. So it it is. Daysland's a half hour away from Camrose, but if you did if you did a loop, like even the bash away you can hit Denelda and Heisler, and so I do want to do a map of little things that you can hit on whichever way you take. Or Edmonton, you know, you you're hitting Camrose or Tofield or Holden, yeah. I don't know. it's going back to what you were saying, um, when they walk through the door, they're seeing this store for the first time, but I'm getting to know them too.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I don't know. I, it is an experience, and I try and make it as small town feel as I can because they don't get that in the city. you're just you're just a number, you're just a a person, and you can you can tell that they enjoy it
0: it's it's kind of a difficult thing to put your finger on what it is it's this it's hard to describe but I think you and I and, and a lot of people in who live in really really small communities all kind of take it for granted that this is the way life is in a small town but then you know we'll go to the city to go shopping or to do something you'll know, go to a show or something and you feel there's a different energy you kind of for me anyway I shouldn't speak for others but like I feel a different level of like stress or just tension in my body with the traffic and the busyness and the crowds. And you do feel kind of anonymous and sometimes, and there's people that love that. And there's there's lots of things that the city offers. That's fantastic. But as like a place to live for me, like I've been in Basha now 13 years. I can't imagine not just because of the cost of living or because of the, the traffic um, and rush hour and all that kind of stuff and commuting. But I, I literally cannot imagine moving our family and living in a big city. Like I would just, I would avoid it at all costs. So I I think there's something that people feel when they are used to that pace of life and um, the energy of, of a big bustling city. And then they pop out into rural and they have an experience, whether it's at a store or it's maybe at a corn maze or it's a, you know on a farm or whatever it is, and they they feel things slow down and they feel that that trust and that um, that welcoming, warm nature of of folks in small towns. And you're kind of the face of that when they walk into your store, right? You're mm-hmm. representing your community, but you're giving them this this very different experience.
1: well, I think you know, I lived in the city for well, I was nineteen to twenty seven. And you just, you know, you get used to it. And even in the city, you have your own little communities, which is great. Um, you run into to people too that you know and socialize and see. But when I go to the city, I don't have that community anymore. So, I I pretty much go in and out, and I I and it's yeah, I'm not saying anything negative about the city because they're so used to it but I feel like they don't know what they're missing out here either because they're so used to it. They don't know what it's like. Like I live on an acreage and it is, I haven't seen anyone in (laughs) a long time, but I love that it's so peaceful. And even I mentioned this to a friend of mine who can't wrap his head around what it's like to live in a small town permanently, because I said I will work my butt off every day to never have to leave here. Hmm. And, um,
0: and he, they just couldn't understand why.
1: Oh, I forget where I was going with this, but it was it was just yeah it yeah I forget where I was going with this. I'm sorry, Ben. No, that's okay. Um, yeah, J- yeah. Well, I'm just, why does I'm,
0: it? mandy why does it mean so much to you to be able to keep that way of life for you for holt um what is it that fills you up spiritually or gives you yeah
1: do you know what that is kind of what i was gonna say um i'm mandy here do you know what i mean i'm mandy the rusty daisy and i'm mandy the person that likes to help people in the city i would be just girl walking across the street or uh, you know but here I am something and maybe that I don't know if that sounds vain or what but I love that I love that people like me and want to get to know me mm. and that I do have um that I have helped a little bit or changed the the main street of Daysland and one thing I was going to say too, Ben, is, I mean, we all have, and you know this in Bashaw, <clears throat> we all have different things that maybe we're a little bit more passionate about or that we volunteer more for, but mm-hmm. it's all collective. Like, I, my neighbor, Heather, does, you know, the books for, the community the, or the community club and or, sorry, the curling club and hockey. And like, I couldn't do that, but she's good at that. And so she volunteers for six different things and I'll volunteer for six different things. And, you know, Caroline will volunteer to be the, the manager of the sports teams and someone else will fundraise for the playground. And It's crazy because, no, I'm not a part of every single thing. I can try and help where I can, but I'm also busy with my six things and Mm -hmm. they're busy with their six things. And all of those are connected. And it keeps the community going. And I like highly encourage people to do that because it's so fulfilling. Yeah.
0: Well, I think we, like just touching on what you said before, that I don't think it's vain at all. I think it's just being human that all of us innately have a need to feel s- significant in some way so when you have a child you f- feel super significant because they're literally relying on you like you're keeping them alive and that it gives it gives you purpose you start a business or you volunteer in in something in the community there all of those things it's, for me I, i'm people bug me that i'm you know Uh, my ego always needs to be filled by getting recognized for things. And so when I came to Basha, I became Mr. Basha and like joined the fire department and joined the church board and joined a hundred things and just got involved in everything. And then some of that has had to, to decrease a little bit as my business has gotten busier and then having, you know, growing our family and things. But I think Regardless of whether you're as vain as I am or not, all of us do need to feel a sense of purpose and a, and a, a feeling of significance. Like our time has been spent doing something that matters and has made some kind of a difference for someone. Um, and so, you know, those human connections and that role that we play in, our, in the interconnectedness of our community at a soul level it is like enriching our lives don't you think
1: 100 percent, and i think fulfillment if you're never fulfilled in life it's it's, it's gonna it's feel almost, pretty long <laughs> yeah and tragic like i feel like i'm always fulfilled and i'm 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 always okay with where i'm at and i like growing but I like the process of growing also. So it's not like I can only see in the future and just, I'm, I need to reach that goal. It's like, no, I know I'll probably get there, but right now I can't afford it. So, okay. a We need to make more money and, you know, enjoy the process of always fulfilling your cup and being full and yeah, I don't know. It, it so- It's nice. There's so, there's risk so, to fulfilling. that too, right?
0: There, like the, the oh. ironically, the most fulfilling things often are the scariest at the start, right? So whether it's a new relationship, whether it's a, a business, whether it's um, going to school and learning something new, and what are you going to do with that diploma or that degree afterwards? Like it's there's always that unknown element of risk, right? So I'm curious for you, Mandy, before you took these big leaps of faith that you've taken in your life. Did you have a sense of feeling like just confidence that like, yeah, there's some risk here, but I just, I just know this is going to work. Like, did you have a a sense of knowing or was it just like, you know what? It's terrifying, but I'm going to do it anyway. Yeah. How did you feel in those moments?
1: Well, I have a supportive mom for sure. She's like, Mandy, if it doesn't work out, at least you said you did it. Mm -hmm. Cause she said that a lot of times people just don't do it because they are worried about the risk. And, um, yeah, for sure. Like if you don't dive in and do it, then you're, you're never fulfilling that need and purpose of actually like getting some self-confidence. Hmm. Of,
0: yeah, 100%. I
1: had no idea I could run a business for 10 years and make it make it successful and now own you know the two stores on Main Street and it's funny because it is now like sky launched or skyrocketed my confidence in business and um, I have I do have more plans of of evolving Even if it's just in Daysland, I don't I don't want to be this person running around like a crazy human just to have a little, little check mark beside my name of yeah, I did it all. I that's not what I want. I want me to have some sort of bank account and try my new ideas. I love trying my new ideas and even I've had a few epic fails, but it's never, it's never crippled me. I've like not yeah.
0: devastating failures, just like little no. setbacks. Yeah,
1: and well, I I mean, even having old, um, you know, you, I didn't get a maternity leave, which isn't a big deal, but I mean, the sacrifice of being a small business owner is huge, and so me wanting a child, I. I lost I think $15,000 that year because I wasn't there being the face of the company. Yeah. And you know, paying a wage and you know, letting it kind of go to the wayside. But I came back and you know, I I worked my ass off truly just to come back and and do it even better. But you, yeah, being a mom isn't easy, and i I know I only have one, but it's funny because Colin's a farmer. I'm an entrepreneur. That kid is brought to work pretty much all the time or shipped <laughs> around. And, yeah but the sacrifice that we do, and I hope people realize that and don't forget that that we, as entrepreneurs and small businesses do, is like that's our livelihood. That is our dreams that that is where all of our money is invested. And so, you know, when people talk negatively about certain things or oh, she didn't have that or she's not open these days or whatever, it's like, well, yeah, but I'm also a mom and have a family. And you're you could you could damage my business because of like negative words. And I'm not saying that for, for me, essentially, I'm saying it for all small business. Mm -hmm. You, I have had very little advertising because the positive word of mouth and, but I work hard on that. I work hard to make sure it's an experience and stuff. But for that year of me being a new mom I know that not everyone was happy with how I had to to get through that first year of mm-hmm. being a mom. Now it's, now it's better and bigger and awesome, but we all need to cut each other a bit of slack and remember that we are human. We are just trying to survive and fulfill ourselves, but we're doing the community a service too. And it is, it's a lot of money. <laughs> and if, if money is the the only I, I wouldn't do it if it was because my money is all invested in there if i didn't love it i wouldn't do it
0: of course not yeah no it, well it's obvious that you have this huge amount of passion for um your mm-hmm. business specifically but also for making the community successful and vibrant and all of those things that we talked about too with yep in small towns and in small businesses, like whether it's a little gift shop or a flower shop or a a restaurant or a cafe, when a customer has one negative experience, like if you go and have a meal somewhere and the service is terrible or the food wasn't really hot or the coffee wasn't good or whatever, you're very likely never going to go back to that place. Mm -hmm. And so um, I feel like there's this, in small towns, there's an even higher amount of pressure that like every customer's experience has got to be good because you're drawing on a smaller community for that support. Like, yes, you hope people come in from out of town, but you really gotta make sure that you have that local base of support. And if you you know, if if you lose a customer once, you might have lost them forever. Like, do things like that ever weigh on you, especially after you um, you know, you had the year when you had Holt and it was especially challenging then. Did those fears ever start to creep in of like, oh, what if, or like this could this could all be, you know, could start to go bad?
1: Oh my God. Like 100%. It wasn't even, you know, um, it wasn't even Holt. Like Holt was just the the change of my life in a whole new dynamic but i also went through you know it it i've never had a solid year where it was just everything was you know just gold you know i've never right. had one in 10 years wow you know at the start you're you're learning <clears throat> then you know you're getting married then you know life happens unfortunately sometimes and then you do have a baby and then in a couple years, I guess I got divorced and, you know, all of that personal stuff really, really changes how you feel about yourself. And it can change how it works in business and, you know, friends and acquaintances and and how it all can dial back to. To you and your business. And every day I worry about it. But Colin and I have decided to, you know, still maintain a good relationship in a small town, which sometimes isn't easy to do. Um, we live a half a mile apart from one another. (laughs) You know, and and we made it work because we we want to have our kid in our lives and grown up in a small town so do you know what you make it work and you you go over the challenges and you figure it out
0: yeah good for you guys that's not easy no so no. you mentioned mandy that you have a lot of other ideas and you that you're like you're a bit of a dreamer obviously what do you see days land looking like for holt when he's a teenager and you know fast forward 10 years what would you love Main Street to look like? What would you? What kind of projects do you think you might be um, experimenting with or diving into?
1: Oh, Ben, that's a hard one because we. Do you know what? A couple of years ago, we had a we had a meeting in in Daysland, and they said that Daysland hasn't been through one life cycle yet. and What do you mean? Well, it's only a hundred years old. Like, think of the houses. Think of. The sewer systems, the roads, everything—it's been a hundred years,
0: and a lot of it's so original. Like, hey, <laughs> it hasn't been replaced. Original. So
1: I'm kind of pooping my pants, going, "What is it going to look like in the next twenty-five years?" Right. And so, what I think is huge is maintenance. If you drive around Daysland. There isn't a ton of houses that aren't maintained, which is huge for a small town. That is huge. But I worry about, you know, in the next 25 years. And that's, that's a huge thing that does stress me out. And... Oh God, I can't even wrap my head around it, but just, I'm like, please people just take care of your houses and, you know, (laughs) hopefully it'll all work out. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Main street, it's, it is a giant question mark. You got to work your ass off to make it, to make a go of it. And if that's getting groceries here and, supporting every single business even a little bit you have no idea what that does to each business
0: mm. isn't there I like guess, a, a statistic that every dollar spent in a uh, in a small town economy um multiplies to like seven dollars or eleven like i can't remember what the number is but it's it well, just circulates in the economy too, as right? soon as that, like- that dollar leaves that community it's gone yeah
1: it's gone that's right and so you know if I'm succeeding okay so another thing with my store is that I have a lot of small businesses in my store so they either do well like they sell it to me retail
0: like make different makers stores, wholesale, yeah makers
1: yeah and um so with if you're If you're spending with me or buying with me, you're actually supporting me and my friend Karen down the street. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And a lot of those makers
0: live in, in small communities too.
1: For sure. And that's the Flagstaff Crafted program too, has brought light to all these makers. But one thing that is a big deal to me is brick and mortar because I have the overhead, I have the space to. I have to pay that every single month and that stresses me out because it's not like, Oh, okay. I did it out of my home. It didn't work. Okay. Now it's done. I now own two businesses that I have to make work.
0: Yeah. We've got utility bills and mortgages on those properties exactly. and all of these things. And
1: that- so, like. I just want to bring light to that too, that it is a huge thing. Like, um. I think it's great when people, you know, create something that they can make, make a job out of. And I am so cool to support that and have it in my store also. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Um, And so, yeah, I love that. um, You're supporting a bunch of different people. I made a list once of all the, all the different people that that store supports. And it was it was kind of mind-boggling. I'm like, I had no idea the impact of that.
0: And you're the one running it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I like I don't let it get to my head, but sometimes it's like when you write it down on paper, like holy man, yeah, I didn't I didn't realize that. And, and I, if
0: you didn't, then for sure people in the community wouldn't be thinking about that or realize the extent of it. True. Yeah. true.
1: And that's why that article that they wrote about me was so I don't know weird to read it because I'm like oh that is me but it doesn't feel like me sometimes <laughs> does that make sense
0: I think so but it obviously is a big part of your identity hey
1: yeah but I, I feel like I have a bunch of different identities I'm like Holt's mom <laughs> I'm the rusty daisy lady then I'm Mandy and then I'm Basha Mandy you know yeah. people See me in bash and I'm a totally different person because I'm letting my hair down because that's my hometown. Do you know what I mean? Your party's (laughs) up. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Or I'm or I'm Edmonton Mandy. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. It's I don't let too much identify myself because I feel like I have a bunch of different quirks about me that can be, you know, I feel like I can hang out with anyone and enjoy it. So
0: well, it's been really cool to, to sit and just get to know you a little bit more, Mandy, like with just hearing more of your story. And um, we'll maybe wrap it up here unless there's more that you'd like to share about no, that's this good. crazy story and the journey that you've been through. But <laughs> I really appreciate you sharing so openly about your life and about, you know, uh, the things you've learned and the things that you're passionate about. And hopefully it's been uh, inspiring and interesting for for everybody listening, and I'd also like to send people to check out more of your your goodies and stuff on your on your um, your Instagram. It's at Rusty Daisy Co. Right? Is that that's the I one? I do
1: believe so. I yeah, you might have to grab the link there, Ben. And
0: yeah, and well, yeah, I'll share I'll share mm-hmm. that link in the the show notes, um, and then also on Facebook, Rusty Daisy uh, Gift Co- Company. So yeah. do check all of that out. We're yeah, we're can you believe we're heading into the Christmas season already? I, we just actually got our, our Christmas lights up and our blow ups, and getting right into the festive spirit with our, our tree, and uh, very excited for for Christmas to be right around the corner. So I'm sure yeah, it's gonna be I, a crazy busy time for you.
1: It is, yeah. So I I finally have it all set up, and yeah, looking forward to it. But it is a lot of work to put it all out, but Christmas, Christmas, like, makes or breaks you for the year, for sure.
0: Oh, I so, bet.
1: So shop local and come see me if you can. <laughs> I was going to say, I
0: still definitely got to get out to Daysland and and see this beautiful, beautiful place in person. I feel like for I sure. know it now, um, after today especially, but um, we've got to make that happen next time I'm through that way.
1: But even this, do you know what, Ben? Even if you, you know, even sharing my stuff or doing the video or saying word of mouth that all helps too it doesn't necessarily mean you have to come spend a hundred bucks at my store it's it's the little things that you can help your friend succeed essentially
0: yeah and it doesn't take Mm -hmm. much sometimes no yeah awesome well Well, i wish you i wish you so much success in this holiday season coming up and just with all of your Um, crazy ideas and leaps of faith in the near future and it's cool to see the, the impact that those are making in your community so thank you again mandy for taking some time with me today and coming on the show it was really fun
1: yeah thanks for having me ben awesome
0: uh if anyone listening would like to hear more stories like mandy's we've done over 100 episodes of the six ways from sunday podcast over the last four years this is our fifth season uh, we try to get a new episode out every couple of weeks, and uh, there's always just more interesting stories because all of us have our own unique spiritual path and things that light us up and bring us, make us alive. And I'm just so fascinated uh, and intrigued by hearing people's stories. So, if anyone listening has a suggestion of someone that they think would be great for me to interview on the podcast, I would love to hear from you. And please do go back and check out past episodes. You can find those on our website, which is risingspiritministry.com. And just click on media and then podcasts. And you can also subscribe to Six Ways From Sunday on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts. So join us again next time. And until then, take care. Be well.